Gonna start in a couple minutes. Hey Kenneth, hey Street Signs, how are you? Yeah, I don't like Hertz. It's it's a bankrupt company. Equity's probably getting wiped to zero, to be honest. Howdy, LED. Haven't seen you in a, in a bit. SR Physique, what's up? Um, about to go live here in a minute. Aloha. I haven't been to Hawaii in a while. I've been there maybe three times. About to go live on YouTube. It's a uh, well. We we keep having technical difficulties on YouTube, but uh, it's usually a better place it's to watch. It's not us. It's really not us. It's we use VMix, mm -hmm. and it's it's quite. I mean, we're gonna hopefully have longer term digs with faster internet, but um, I don't, it's it can't be the internet because right, like TikTok works great. I mean, yeah. TikTok works great. Um, all right, you wanna go live? Yeah. Let's do it. Just address it when you go on, because they'll be still be able to hear you fine. Okay. Hey everyone, uh, hopefully you, um, hopefully we're live on YouTube. We are now live on TikTok. Uh, I, um, we, Nia and I have been trying to fix more YouTube technical difficulties, um, live streaming over the past hour. We tried to restart our, our computer, which is brand new and top of the line. Um, we've fiddled with the vMix like, keyframe issues and the you know whatever quality stuff I think it's probably some combo of YouTube's ingestion servers are being wonky the last couple weeks and uh, this place that's kind of temporary that we're in might have uh, slower upload speeds on internet than maybe we probably should have we should probably use fiber which again like hopefully our community grows a little bit that we can I can get a little small permanent dig digs but um that'd be that'd be really great um but uh, my understanding of google, google fiber or at&t fiber is that uh normal cable internet has like like 200 download speed and 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 10 upload speed so the upload speeds are just super slow and that's the case in my personal house too and if you remember if you've been with me for a while when i was uh streaming from my like one of my bedrooms spare bedrooms yeah we were, were running into some of those issues too uh regardless of mesh router um but anyway happy monday um i apologize i've been gone for the weekend you know took a very rare weekend just to uh relax saw some friends um but and you know the market has blessed us with a relatively quiet day anyway and a relatively quiet friday too so you know maybe maybe when i'm gone the market's quiet no i'm just kidding um so hopefully you all had a great weekend uh just wanted to call out a few things um let me see i had some stuff written down and pulled up so yeah u.s equities closed you know slightly higher up 0.6 percent um and 10-year yields for the U.S. Treasury um, yields have kind of changed not that much, like rising one basis point. Uh, so again, like a pretty flat day in the markets, relatively speaking. Um, and we are at 31.17 on the S&P 500 and just about 10,000 on the NASDAQ. So, you know, we've been at these levels for a while, top end of, of the range maybe, um, you know, been been actively saying the market's richly valued starting 2800 but um i think some of the institutional research that i'm reading uh is that a lot of the national data is hiding some what they're calling worrying trends on covid a uh, covid resurgence and the research that i'm reading is that kind of one in every other state so like half the states are seeing worrying trends um you know, I think this was the national data show a lessening of the a still flat curve just because 
the Northeast and New York City itself was so bad that, you know, they've locked down quite a bit. And uh, New York City is now open second uh, stage two today. So we'll kind of see, um, we'll kind of see where that, what, where that ends up. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much of an update, so it'll probably be a heavy Q and a session, a little update on a couple sense.com. Uh, you know, thank you all for, you know, our row community is now somewhere in that, like, you know, 500 range strong and it's such great conversations. I am actively, I have created four pretty good stock screens for us. Um, and now I am just figuring out how to uh, post it and embed it into the WordPress site. Um, and I spent, you know, a couple hours tonight trying to figure it out. And it like, it's always misshapen and I'm not a programmer. So it's not, it's kind of hard for me. So, um, so yeah. So, and to the technomics, like that's essentially what I'm trying to do. This is just a nice show where I recap what happened in the markets. Again, it's been pretty boring on Friday and today. Um, and you know, I have a kind of a career around security analysis and, and corporate finance. So I can give relatively good opinions on things I've deep, I've dived deep into. Um, again, my, uh, I've been behind just with all the work trying to get you guys good content and, and shore up the website as best I can with stock screens. And then after that, going to do like industry comps. You all know that I did that like kind of side by side analysis with airline stocks and cruise line stocks, you know, months back. Um, and I think, uh, how's the stream going? Not good. Not good? Nope. Yeah. Uh, I'm really sorry, guys. This is it's really annoying. Rain is happening. It's on one. So I, I don't know. Is there a way we can switch to like Facebook? I don't have a Facebook account. I don't know. Can make one for you. All right. Uh, actually, hold on. Hold on on TikTok. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are you guys, so you're saying YouTube is jacked. Like we've been having incredible live streaming issues the last, um, the last like two weeks. And like vMix is, vMix is, is just really, really hard. Or sorry, um, pretty sorry. I, I'm, we're, we've tried for like an hour to, to get it to work, but um, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I guess mid midstream can't really fix it. So really apologize. Uh, I got to hold on. Community is now. Um, anyway, so man, you, I'm, I'm looking at the stream and YouTube is so bad. Just it it's so bad. Up. Guys, I'm really sorry. It's just like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate you guys now for zero reason. Yeah. Okay. We might anyway, have to go back to your basement. <laughs> well, yeah, we may have to move back to my house. I. Uh, that, that seems like the only option at this moment. Yeah. I'm so frustrated. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Um, guys, if you're okay, so I'm I'm gonna answer some questions. I never sent you your model. It's because you have to. Um, you, you you probably you have to join uh, a couplesense.com. It helps really support me and a lot of the work that I'm doing. And um, I had if you had checked your email, like I emailed kind of that full email list and um, had a coupon code for May for a free month and to download all those Excel models. Now we have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Excel models on there, and and I have I have a uh, sorry that's the air conditioning. Um, I have a lot coming. Um, I have a really big one coming that I teased. I have to wait on some compliance because I was kind of working on something for. Trying it. <laughs> all right, stream to YouTube. So, yeah, I was doing all sorts of fun things over here. Is that working? Well. Which is not optimal. Okay. Wait, it says good though. Good is better than poor. Good is better than poor. Yes. Okay. We'll see that. Hey, everyone on YouTube. Hey, Maria, thank you so much. Appreciate We're going to see if this is helpful. This, you know, this is nice. It reminds me of back when I would just like go on with a white claw with an unstructured show. Hey, Maria. How are you? Um, cool. Cool. 
oh, it's smooth now. It's just really bad quality. I'm telling. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's. Um, if it's like lagging, like I think it's the in internet like here. No, this time. internet here sucks. I mean, sorry, I couldn't get us a better. Airplane. No, no, no. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Um, yeah. Anyway, so like, yeah. For those of you asking about the models, um, yeah. So YouTube is working. It's just very, very blurry. Sorry. Um, for those of you ask, <laughs> there's like ten pixels. They're saying. Yeah. yeah, I look like a little uh, Minecraft character. Um, well, that's what you guys like watching the streams, right? Minecraft? Um, uh, yeah, hashtag I'm Gen Z, right? Hashtag. Um, let's see, where was I? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, so EVS asking about Amazon. Um, Amazon, uh, Amazon's a ca capital compounder that I believe will take over the, the country. And so, like, that's definitely, like, I could, spoiler alert, buy and hold Amazon and, and hold that. Like, Amazon's one of those ones that, like, reminds me of when I bought Google early on and made the dumb mistake to sell it early, right? Um, Amazon's one of those ones. And I have maybe a couple, one, couple more coming. And, again... Models on a couple cents.com. Models on a couple cents.com. I will do, yes, uh, SHLL. Uh, we will be posting this week a, a long form interview about Nikola and the ability and the sizing of the truck market, the truck manufacturing market, and like just a lot of different things and it's going to apply to shll because this this gentleman like he's he's really really knowledgeable um his company before was was a big compressed natural gas player like instead of diesel they made compressed natural gas right so that's generally what um uh that's generally what shll i it took a very long like short glance and i'll probably do a, a TikTok and a youtube on it um, and I, I still like guys, I took the weekend off and I'm already behind. I have to do a YouTube on a short YouTube on FMCI. Um, but SHLL, it looks like from the pres presentation, the valuation is way, 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 way better than Nikola. But it's just a really, really hard capital intensive market, right? So when you're saying, oh, well, you're undercounting the growth. Well, no, like actually we talked about, um, we talked about Nikola themselves saying that uh, they're like Trevor said that 700 fueling stations in the next eight to 10 years is their goal. I didn't say it, it's their goal. Um, and we even did the back of the envelope valuation for what 700 might be, you know, in 10 years. And we did, you know, it's like you compare it to what they're valued now and then you kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, but again, like you, you can play the game, the non-investing game if you want, like it's more of a trading hype game. Um, try to buy and sell at a higher price to a um, someone who's willing to accept even more um, what I would say ludicrous valuations. Um, but at, at the end of the day, someone's going to be left holding the bag and I just pref would prefer not to be it. Um, but if you guys are, SHLL is now kind of the new SPAC. They're like, well, what about compressed natural gas? Well, guess what? Compressed natural gas has already, is already, there's already like 4,000 compressed natural gas trucks being sold a year. And it's been out there for 15 years. So it's not like it's like some brand new technology, right? Compressed natural. Well, I'm going to talk. I'm not going to spoil it. It's a really, really good long form interview, and we're we're going to post it. I got to get him to sign off on it first. So we got we're going to post it private to YouTube. He's going to review it, and then if he has issues, then whatever. Um, let's see. Yeah. So highly on. Yeah. Everyone asking about that. Just just I, I will be put, I will be producing. SHLL content probably tomorrow or the next day. Um, I just don't want to. I 
I don't want to speak out of turn. It looks like their valuation is reasonable for what Nikola was at before. But, you know, it's like also how much room can there be, right? The more players come into the market, like being like, no, buy my compressed natural gas truck. No, buy my hydrogen truck. No, buy my all electric battery truck. Like who's going to win? Like all those things, the way that these technologies work and it's something called a network effect. It's the reason why social media companies are so powerful and what we call kind of a barrier to entry or a moat. It's like the classic, you know, Warren Buffett, what is your business moat? Um, what a very, very strong type of moat out there for a company is called a network effect. And it's essentially um, the, str be the larger your network and the people, the more, I guess, users there are on a network, uh, the harder it is for someone else to, to create a competing one, right? Um, and there's a lot more factors to it. But right now, the incumbent network is diesel. And I'm going to spoil a little bit of the video, like compressed natural gas and liquid natural, liquefied natural gas um, has been brought to market as a alternative for trucks for at least 15 years. So, but there's still a reason why diesel trucks are still the um, predominant ones out there. So anyway, cool. Uh, yeah. And yeah, if you could like my video, consider joining me and, and supporting me at a couple cents.com um, people, I, I'm much more responsive to DMS there. Um, we provide a, a, a newsletter and uh, stock, re or sorry, business news recaps every day. I post research there. I post all my Excel models there. Um, I'm gonna bring, this week I'm bringing, bringing some stock screens. So every morning you can check the stock screens um, and uh, like kind of check, like I, I, here are some of the ones that I'm, I'm bringing. Like I've made, I just need to figure out how to put them on the website, like all pretty and make them in line and stuff. That's not my forte. Um, the first one is like a, a Warren Buffett's value type of screen with uh, EPS, EBITDA growth, uh, trading under, you know, X times EBITDA. I have like what I call like growth monsters, like the ones that have grown over 10% for the last two years, have consensus estimates. And the cool thing is I have consensus estimates that I can like layer into these. Um, what else do I have? Uh, I've made a, so for those of you that have read little book that beats the market, I've recreated, uh, his little magic formula. So there's a magic formula screen and, Oh, another cool one I really like is that I made today was a, uh, top wall street rated stocks. So it's stocks that have like over 10, 10, by recommendations by analysts and under five to seven uh, hold and no sells, right? Speaking of that, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Um, thank you for being on on my lives, both, both lives. Um, if you wanna enter the $20 raffles, please go onto my YouTube channel, uh, just search a couple cents or um, Sup Tyson, a couple cents or Justin O on YouTube. And um, the link is in the description of the live stream. So you can enter that way. And let's see how many people do we have on that. So far we have 75 people. 75 people. Okay, sorry, I'm back. Uh, 75 people, cool. Awesome. So. No voicemails yet. And then, yeah, I accept voicemail questions too. So um, if you want to, if you want to call me and leave a voicemail question, the number is 615-412-9594. Um, and yeah, it's a Google voice number. So don't try to call me in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, what else? I had some, let's just take some questions. Uh, and again, sorry for the technical difficulties. It does seem like YouTube bugs out. I mean, the so we're good on YouTube live at the moment. I think there's, you're, there's just a delay, which is totally fine. Um, don't reference to the YouTube studio if you're on it, but like the comments and everything, like you're still good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So lowering the quality really helped. It did. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
Cool. Um, yeah, I'm a big Amazon fan. You guys all know this. Uh, the way the world works is that the winners are better than you think and the losers are worse than you think. Like, life's not fair and we have a, we have a cognitive bias as human beings to um, believe in mean reversion. So th that bias is kind of the, one of those first probability biases you learn in your statistics class in high school, right? So when you are at a roulette table, if you, if you get like three out of four of the last rolls are black, um, and your like your brain as a human being kind of like automatically thinks of is the, like the next one is is more likely to be red because it's kind of time to be red, but mathematically that's not actually true. It like resets every single time. Um, so first of all, like kind of try to strip away the mean reversion. So if if stocks are down, it's not necessarily true that stocks will rebound. Although there are like an upwards bias to stocks because right they're profit seeking vehicles. Um, but similarly, if like something is going up, you don't necessarily think that it's gonna. You should short it, and vice versa. Um, and then, I would say like the reason why the big get bigger, and the bias is for for companies to become monopolies like Amazon, is because the bigger you get and the more successful you get, the more money you have, and the bigger barriers to entry you have. And all that rolls up to the higher in like, I guess the, the harder it is for anybody to compete with you and the higher incremental ROICs or uh, like return on invested capital rates that you get on kind of your next project. So you just have this boatload of cash. You can basically underprice everyone and kill everyone else. You can sue everyone. Else. So like all I have to say is there's a plethora of reasons why, but, um, you know the big the, the big and successful companies that truly find the moat and truly find kind of that thematic runway really kill it probably more so than than you think right it's like oh like when i bought the stock like when i bought amazon initially i believe it was like in the low hundreds and then i could see a path and it was still a little bit overvalued and I could see a path to $1,000 per share. And so my bias right now is the bias that I had with Apple way back when and before that Google. It was, oh, I made my money. Like, I'm just going to sell because it seems rich now. It's like, you know, 1000 bucks now. I bought it at 300 I did this with Bitcoin early on. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just have to hang on for dear life um, on some of these winners that just structurally will win. And I also believe that Bezos is like, he's just really, really smart and really hardworking. And some, some management teams just will things into existence. So anyway, um, yeah. And then EVS is saying EPS is slow this quarter due to COVID expenses. Yeah. I mean, revenues up, but so are COVID related expenses. So, um, yeah, I agree. Let's see. Uh, yeah. And for those of you asking why I don't, respond to DMs or if I haven't gotten back to you. Uh, one, I really apologize. It has nothing to do with, you know, me not wanting to get back to everyone. Uh, I hold a day job as a CFO of a company, multi, multi million dollar company. And, um, you know, I have responsibilities there first. Uh, secondly, I don't have a lot of like time to go into, like I get a lot of messages. And so, but I do, I do, as you, as you can tell, I have Nia here. We have a couple more folks like Justin Birnbaum, who's writing a ton of really great content at acouplesense.com for Roic members. Hopefully you all like that. And again, feedback is always welcome. And um, bring, hopefully bring on a, another member, either part-time or full-time, who's helping me with DMs and stuff. Um, and, uh, but I do, for Roic members, I've been getting back to people within two to three days on messages there. So if you really do want more access to me, that's the best top plus the best place for now. I'm not really sure how we're going to scale that. Just, you know, I'm trying my best every day. So if I'm, I'm really sorry if I haven't gotten to your DM, like I, I have, I have a lot, of, like, I don't even, I don't even log into my personal Instagram anymore. Cause I just 
like I have too much going on. <laughs> and I got to read and keep up with the markets just to, to talk intelligently about it, right? Um, cool. Uh, so, for, so for those of you, oh, thank you, Danica. It's great to see you. I, I, I love all the questions you ask and all the conversations we have on there. Um, let's see. Okay, well, let me answer one. I'm going to call out uh, Muhammad. He has been amazing on ROIC at, at a couple cents.com. Like, he pointed out SHLL, I believe it was last week. Awesome, awesome. And apparently, it's, it's leaked out to you all pretty, uh, pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. So, um, it looks fine. It looks like what Nicola did back when they were like, back when they were just a little old SPAC. And, um, you know. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, voicemail questions. Let's do it. Uh, wait, actually, hold on. Regarding REITs, uh, I was just wondering: Are they worth buying and, uh, and holding long term at the moment, or should we be looking to sell? Uh, I personally happen to own a stake in NRZ and IVR, and uh, they both seem um, like pretty strong companies. But I'm just—I don't know if I want to go on the ride with them in light of the current climate. So, uh, if you could please uh, let me know. Thanks, and hope everyone's doing well. NRZ and IVR. Technical difficulties. That was, not a technical that was my that was my issue. <laughs> I'm a mess today, guys. Um, okay, so let me rewinding. Sorry for for TikTokers, but uh, my mic was on mute. Uh, REITs trade much like bonds. They're very much like true dividend. They're like some of the most pure dividend stocks because they own homes or office space and they rent it and they pass through all that profit to shareholders as dividends, basically. I mean, that's, that's regulated by law. And uh, when you buy a REIT that is down, you are betting on the fact that they can keep paying those dividends and the fact that their tenants will keep paying them. Now, we've had some pretty bad data come out about like you've seen it right like 30 i don't it's like 30 percent of re renters haven't paid their rent like stuff like that right um but we've seen support from fannie and freddie on residential so what we call agency mortgages which are conceptually backed by government-backed companies fannie and freddie so you know, I think, you know, I think when you look into these things, the safest place would probably be go into their filings, look into their mix of commercial versus uh, commercial, like, 
uh, tenants versus or mortgages. It depends on if it's a mortgage REIT or if it's a straight ownership REIT. There's a lot of different types of REITs, and we you know we can talk about this all night. But um, secondly, I would say um, you're probably safer if you see that they have more of an exposure to agency REITs. Does that make sense? Or sorry, agency tenants, whether it's indirectly through um, indirectly or directly. Be like, yeah, sure. Hey, hi. I have a question about last podcast slash live. You were talking about um, a producer growing up in Connecticut, and, and I live in Connecticut as well. What were the best sources to get you in the field you're in, um, and just for investing in general? And also, back to uh, something I was talking about earlier, uh, Michael Burr's. He uh, also, I thought this was interesting, invests in water somewhat like a commodity as there will be more scarcity in the future. What do you think about that? Uh, thank you, and uh, yeah, I'll be excited to hear what you have to say. So the first question was... What are the best sources to get into the field you're in and for investing in general? Okay, the best sources to get into the field is obviously... I mean, it can be kind of a echo chamber in itself, but but it existed back in my day. If you go to Wall Street Oasis, um, it's just a forum. It's like an old school style forum. I haven't visited it in, I don't know, seven years, eight years. So I, I don't know what they're up to there, but I'm sure there's still, you know, kids there trying to break in and they know, you know, 80% of what it takes, right? And because, you know... I would say once you've entered the field, a lot of like first year analysts, second year analysts are still maybe trolling that forum. But after that, like you kind of, obviously why would you keep being on those forums? Um, just read that. I would say, you know, eventually my dream is hopefully you guys can, we grow this community big enough where I can, you know, dedicate more of my time to producing content. Um, I'd love, like, it's all here. Like I have this, like, I, I really want to write a kind of a, beginner's bible to finance and investing just like a little ebook or whatever i would love to write a little breaking into wall street one because it's something that i think i studied more so than even your average wall streeter just because like i've always known what i wanted to do so i always I studied like the path to do it um but i mean other than that it's like go to a good school go to a school that you know that like just go like search it on wall street oasis and there will be posts about if it places well on the street. And again, if you if you are past those days or you don't have the grades to get there now, it's like everyone needs to realize life life is a long marathon and it's something that I deal with is sometimes I treat it more like a sprint. Um, but, you know, just having been alive a couple more years than before, I realize it's much more like a marathon. And if you don't make it, if you're not where you want to be today, there's always tomorrow and there's always three years from now. And three years from now comes like that. So what I would say is go work in the field that you're already in. Go work in, um, do as best you can from here on out, right? You can't change the past, but you can change the future. And there's always getting your MBA. So getting your master's in business association, killing your GMAT scores. And then from there, it's a lot easier to break in. So like that kind of stuff, that, that kind of stuff. So um, are we just resetting that? Mute yourself real quick. Okay. All right, we're taking a voicemail question. Oswald Samoran said that, quote, so-called pros who miss gains because they sat in cash are now blaming Robinhood investors as an excuse for their underperformance, when in reality, Robinhood investors don't have nearly enough capital to move the market, including Nikola. He also said that pros think they're smart when they make money, but when retail investors make money, they say they're gamblers and speculators. What is your response to those of us that you clearly regard as unsophisticated, pajama-wearing mouth-breathers who outperformed you? Um, oh, this is kind of the first voicemail uh, one of these I've received. Um, hi, first of all. 
hopefully, if you go on my TikTok and my YouTube, most of it's education, right? I started doing this because it was clear that people didn't even understand that cruise liners could go bankrupt. Um, so when I say unsophisticated, you know, there's an argument that I'm unsophisticated. Completely agree. Uh, there's an argument. I mean, when you say retail investors, like that's kind of the the term for investors that aren't working at institutions. Um, I, I agree. Like, I don't think I've ever said that that Robinhood traders are moving the market. I never thought that because we can combine. Like, I just know the numbers, right? So, fifty percent, or sorry. Um, 80% or 90% of all household stocks are owned by like the top 1% of Americans. So like clearly, like I'll even raise my hand. I'm not, I'm not a billionaire. You probably could have guessed that. <laughs> um, like, yeah, like we just, like if you collected everyone on all my lives, so all 82 of you on TikTok and all 150 of you plus me, plus all my hedge fund friends, we still wouldn't move the market. But when you collect tens of thousands of people in one thinly or relatively thinly traded or at least early on stock like Nikola and you present me with some evidence that the warrants are trading at a at a really high discount to where they should be comparatively just because it's not listed on some of these platforms I'm gonna like assume or at least guess that maybe uh, retail investment is pushing up a you know that stock but I mean like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I also don't think that you can blanket stay, state that retail investors have outperformed institutional investors. Um, you know, I, I mean, are you guys all like, uh, do, do you know, because I think it's, it's also like you're dealing with, right? So here, here's, a, here's a funny thing. I know he's just being a comedian, but Dave Portnoy, I posted a couple like reposts from his CNBC interview. And he was saying, um, oh, like I'm better than Warren Buffett because I've got 400. Like, he, you know, he's like Michael Jordan, but he's past his prime. Like, I mean, his, he, he knows sports and he, he's a funny guy. Like, I respect everything he does. It's hilarious. Um, and I know he doesn't actually believe that he's better than Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett has to deploy billions and billions of dollars. Like, so, so when Berkshire Hathaway finds a deal that's like a 50 million dollar deal that's like a triple bagger so what we call like a 3x right and they're like this is gonna this is like we we buy this company for 50 million bucks and it's gonna triple the cash flow is just the cash flow yields like you know 20 percent. it's crazy um they might skip it just because they're so big um so there's there's actually uh disadvantages to scale when you're on the institutional front and Obviously, when you are handling your dollars, uh, your inherent preservation of capital, like your feelings of I need to preserve this capital, aren't the same as if it were uh, the California teacher's pension, right? So if you're handling, let me, let me just Google the biggest pension groups, right? Biggest pension groups. Let's say it's CalPERS, right? Or CalSTRS. Right, I think Calsters is the one for teachers. Is that right? Calsters, Google that. Calsters, AUM. Okay, so Calsters is the second largest public pension fund with $250 billion. Um, and they manage the retirement accounts for public servants, right? And when you are, when you or I, honestly, me, right? So like if, if I'm trading and I buy two shares of Amazon, like if that goes down, like, so let's say I buy two shares of Amazon for like $2,000, right? If I, or whatever, you know, $4,000, whatever. So if $2,000 goes down to a thousand, like my life doesn't actually fundamentally change too much because I have a W-2 income job, right? And so I would imagine most of you, hopefully, I very much hope so. Um, so like you, you can always earn out of it, right? But if, if 
all the California teachers say these this is our hard-earned money and this is this money is supposed to go for our retirement here's 250 billion dollars of all the teachers in California right hard-working teachers that once they retire like that money needs to go to their retirement um, you don't like that fund doesn't have like a day job to fund losses so the, the amount of risk that that fund can take is just fundamentally different from Davy Day Trader with his million dollars or you know you or me with our ten thousand hundred thousand dollars right is it, it's just very very different um, so I just keep in mind that I don't think there's like a war or a beef like I don't I never thought that like I came from a pretty middle-class background you know I got on I got a Wall Street job by like studying my butt off so like I have nothing like my parents are working like middle like really hard-working middle like middle-class people um, so I you know I, I don't I don't necessarily think that um, it's all about like re, like Robin Hood traders are so dumb I, I don't think I've ever I, I, hopefully I haven't said that and I, I don't believe I ever have said that I just think that Robin Hood traders are buying on decisions that have nothing to do with fundamental valuation does that make sense so like just just now just let's clear the air people who are buying in their Robinhood account including some of my really good friends they buy and they use it like sports betting but there's a reason why you don't manage institutional capital and bet on sports right it's because this is supposed to like the true power of compound interest and the true power of buying pieces of companies and actually giving companies the capital to invest in the US economy is really about bringing us as Americans into a wealthier and more prosperous future. It's also to grow capital and grow people's capital in a fundamentally sound and predictable and or as predictable as it can be way so that literally every single teacher that contributes or every single teacher in California can retire and they're not working till they're like 80. Like that, that's, that's the difference between being an investor and then using your brokerage account as a gambling device. Like I'm not saying don't do it. It's fun. I do. I, I make gambles too. Like, so, I mean, I'm not, I never said FMCI, and tattooed chef was a investment per se but it looks like a very interesting fun gamble definitely for sure i mean bitcoin like you guys know i, I talk about bitcoin bitcoin's not a company i agree it's it's definitely a gamble i like the risk reward of the gamble um i don't know what sports going on now like right it's 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 like i like ufc so I, it's probably i don't know like let's say the the browns are playing the patriots right uh, it seems like an age, ages ago, right? Go Pats. Yeah. Oh, she's a Pats fan. I don't know why. Um, but right, like the Pats are probably going to win. But you just don't know, right? And But if someone gave me like 100 to 1 odds or whatever, the I'm not a sports better, right? So, um, And I would win $100 for $1 if the Browns played the Pats once. Like, I would take that deal all day as a bet, but I also wouldn't take my parents' 401k money and make that bet, right? Like, would you? Because if you do, I question, like, your, your level-headed sense of risk-reward, right? But I would take the money that I, um, that I, like, I would take the money that I, like, make from my day job that I would otherwise spend at a bar or a restaurant and like bet on the Browns if the, if the odds are good. Uh, so I would just say, remember, I think a lot of the retail traders, especially in the current environment, including me, right? There's a, there is, I am a, a highly, I am a highly educated in stocks retail trader, but I am a retail investor, right? So anyway, um, let's take some more questions. I, I Should mean, we pick a raffle winner? Let's pick a raffle winner. Oh my gosh, it's already 8.45. Let's do that. We have 148 people. And our first winner is Dylan D. Dylan D, you won 20 bucks today. Good job. 
He has a really funny Venmo name. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, a lot of you are asking like some career questions. So yes, I've heard of GSO. I know GSO, they're a hedge fund, but they're actually a credit hedge fund, if I remember correctly, it's been a while. Um, they're really well respected and they were bought by Black, Blackstone, I believe a decade ago or something like that. Um, Air Conditioner bought all the four books, a uh, little book, uh, investing. Like, it, t Let me know what you think, let me know what you think. So the, the magic formula I have made a screen that does the magic formula from Greenblatt's thing, and I'm going to be putting it up on Roic uh, at a couplecents.com. So consider supporting our community there. We have really healthy discussions there. Um, U.S. China trade deal. What do you guys think? Okay, so people are asking about talk about the trade deal. Can you, can someone, I, I, I've had a busy weekend and busy day. Can someone tell me exactly what, just tell me what your thoughts about the trade deal is? Because I, I glanced at the headlines, but I actually, I, so for those of you that are just joining me first, I've been calling out the fact that I think U.S.-China relations are going to be deteriorating quite a bit post-COVID or during post-COVID. Um, and I've been saying this for, I don't know, like, a couple months now it's pretty obvious it's not like some relevatory thing i realize that like i just i just think that we'll, we'll want to pay a little bit more my personal belief is i would rather pay uh more dollars like 10 percent more for goods and ensure that americans have those jobs and ha ensure that in any case we can we can self-supply ourselves and so but that's i mean that's just me but so that, that was the logic that I followed. Excuse me. <coughs> uh, so the White House released a, um, a statement. Is that right? Hold on. I got a politics. That's probably it. Someone said Navarro said the deal is off because China's been sounding alarm on the pandemic. Oh, interesting. That's so interesting. Why can't I find it on the Wall Street Journal front page? Maybe this happened over the weekend. Guys, I was on a... I was on a, um, oh, did this just happen? Oh, just, just happened. Okay, hold on, hold on. Maybe I got to go to Twitter. Okay, so futures are crashing now. Hey, this is actually really interesting. So you guys have all known, if, you, if, you've just, if, you've just, if you've been on my lives, I basically said two things will shake the markets, right? I said it's a violent second wave or it's a formal or perceived war between U.S. and China. That's what I said. Go back on my YouTubes. Go back on my YouTubes. Like I've said that. Uh, I thought I always thought that like the thing that would shake us would be like a violent second wave of COVID. Um, we ain't. We're not really seeing it yet, and I don't really know if like I know. Yes, COVID is real. COVID is really dangerous. But we might. It might not be this like um, polarized like either. COVID is rampant or it's not. Maybe it's just that young people can go out and then we treat them and they just can't see their grandparents happening or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think, uh, Gibby, yeah, I agree. I don't think that it's a, I don't think, it's been a while since I've really seen true V-shaped recovery like projections. I think people definitely think it's more like kind of a swoosh up. Um, yeah, I mean, I have to, this is really interesting. So, are you on Twitter? I don't, I need to look at Twitter. Okay, maybe we'll extend this session by 10 to 15 minutes. Just Okay, China. Oh, maybe it's on, I'll just Google China news. Come on, Google, don't let me down. Like 15 minutes ago. Okay, so Peter Navarro declares the trade deal between Trump and China is over. Let's see here. Um, yeah, okay, so part of Washington's anger over Beijing not sounding the alarm. I mean, yeah, it's obvious. It was so obvious that they tried to hide a bunch of stuff like they always do. Um, you saw their skirmish with India uh, a week back, I think, week back. And like 20 Indian soldiers died and we didn't get a statement from China because they want to pretend like none of their people died. 
that's just their MO. They're just sketchy. And they've always been sketchy. And even, I, I, I told a story about Carousel Capital and how they made their name early on about, um, about, hold on, about, um, now I lost my train of thought. I got a text. Sorry, guys. I'm a little bit out of it today. Uh, how they got, uh, how they shorted Chinese, like, shell companies and is because they uh like the the shell companies were committing like accounting fraud and so it's just sorry i'm going down i don't want to get pulled down another tangent because we only have like eight more minutes um anyway uh i'm gonna like we'll extend like five minutes just because we started so, like late um any other questions um, I don't know what the context of it is. Dow is down 320 already. That's a, that's really that's a lot. Okay, keep going. Do yeah, let's do it. Hey, Justin, it's Rob C again. Um, hey, I had a question about biotech investing. Um, so, for those that are interested in biotech, um, I know one of the ways you can play it is you um, you, sort of, you sort of play the run-up to a PFUDA date because a lot of biotechs don't have earnings and you rely on their drug pipeline. But I was curious on your thoughts about how you would approach investing in biotech since you really can't rely on, um, you know, your your traditional, um, like, analyses around, like, PE ratios and revenue and earnings and whatnot. Yep. Okay, thanks. Hey, thanks, Rob C. Um, thanks for the question. Uh, yeah, so biotech conceptually is the development of healthcare, new healthcare innovative technologies that are unproven and untested. That's what I think about biotech. And I am not your guy for biotech. There's a reason why a lot of hedge fund analysts that cover biotech have medical degrees like a lot of them are mds and it's because i don't see a way to get an edge really i mean maybe you can biotech is one of those things where you you look at the drug you say what's the market for this drug so if, if this if x if this company says we are developing a drug to cure like goiters or I don't know you guys tell me what whatever like skin freckles then you're like okay how many people have these skin these special skin freckles in the country all right how many of those people want to buy this drug and then you kind of say how okay well then what kind how much money will they pay for that drug right and the more deadly it is the more they will have to pay for it which is where you see a bunch of companies jacking up the price because they know uh, no amount of money is worth a life, right? <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, like skin bumps or something. I don't know, right? Um, so then, so now you have your like, if it does pass trial and work, then that is the market because the U.S. gives patents on it. So nobody can compete with you for some certain amount of time, which drives a bunch of R&D spend and innovation because they do know if they do hit something that works, they make a ton of money. Um, now the next thing to know is, is the thing going to work? If I have skin bumps and I want to like solve that, uh, will the drug work? And that's why you have MDs that go into the documents and the research and look up the chemistry and they're like, oh, does this make sense? Do I think it's going to work? And secondly, is it safe? Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah. And so for those of you asking, I don't work at a biotech company. I work at a um, machine learning software company. So uh, we, what we do is we do a bunch of predictions based on data. It's like data science. And so based on statistics and machine learning, we can predict how likely populations are to do something. So like what percentage kind of death rate and all this other stuff. So we're more like data and analytics for post-acute elderly folks. So, yeah, so not bi biotech. But biotech is specifically 
a lot of times like pharmaceuticals and like medical certain medical devices that like just you need to be a doctor to know so i just if, if, unless you're a doctor and you believe in the tech or the pharmaceutical pieces like I, I you know you usually stay away from it it's really hard to get a, an edge there and a lot of times uh, that's where a lot of people get uh go to jail for like insider trading just because um because the stock is either huge or zero depending on uh, whether or not they pass trials, right? So the whole value of the company is some percentage chance it goes to trials times the money they would make if they do pass, right? So it's some like it's some weighted average probability mix. Um, so that's 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 what I would say. Uh, let's do uh, yeah, and then Nate, yes, the ROIC Q and A form. Oh yes, sorry, that's a newly. In, in, I'm gonna knock out these. I have, and then, and then we'll, we'll wrap up with the last raffle winner. Um, I apologize. I brought back the private forums in, in ROIC, and uh, it allows ROIC members to... Okay. Let's, let's, let's knock these out. Oh, we have a lot more than I thought. Okay, so asking about Adobe. I like Adobe. I don't know about the valuation. Let me just take a quick look real quick for you. Adobe, you guys all know Adobe. Adobe Photoshop, Adobe Lightroom, Adobe Premiere Pro. Premiere Pro. They do all that stuff. Um, let's see, Adobe. Ooh, they are trading at 17 times sales. Seems expensive. I think I have some better growth stocks, but it isn't bad. I like Adobe. Um, it's expensive, but it's like a three percent free, two to three percent free cash flow yield. This is not crazy. I mean, they 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 have a chokehold on a lot of software stuff, so it's not crazy. Yeah, of course, PDF. Um, so it's I don't think it's crazy, but I think you can find some better priced growth stocks out there. Uh, but I'll maybe I'll do a deeper di dive. Um, Asking about oh, Bloomberg shortcuts or tips. It's been a long time since I have a Bloomberg, so I don't have that. But hopefully I do more Excel training on, on the site. So stay tuned for that. Honeywell. Uh, Nathan is asking about Honeywell. Well, industrial company trading at 17 times PE. Um, they developed a quantum computer partnership with Microsoft. Yeah, Honeywell, I would say their bread and butter is more about like they make a bunch of... Uh, thermostats, right, and home appliances and industrial appliances. So this is ticker HON. Um, and they're trading at 15 times EBITDA. It doesn't sound crazy to me. Um, doesn't sound crazy to me. It's a strong, I, from what I can tell, it's a strong company, but it is gigantic. It's a $100 billion company. Like, if, you, if you're going to ask me, am I getting out of my seat all excited about Honeywell? versus Amazon. I'm probably just putting that money to Amazon, to be honest, but it's just my opinion. Um, let's see. Next one. Okay. Let's see. SHLL and Helion, we talked a lot about it. I'm going to do a deeper dive. So let me just circle back. I'll post my full write-up at a couplesense.com and I will be doing, I'll, I'll, making, I'll be making some, um, some content around it. Pablo is asking, I don't, I don't love dividend stocks because of the higher ROI when a company reinvests the capital. What are your thoughts on high yield ETFs like USOI, crude oil, um, SDIV, Super dividend. I mean, it, that's the it's the same thing, right? So, so Pablo, Pablo's asking. I don't like dividend stocks because, or I don't prefer dividend stocks. It's not like you're, it's not like it's a bad bad idea, right? It's just a suboptimal idea to be a dividend investor. Um, and I explained that last live. Uh, but and and asking about kind of like high yielding dividend ETFs is kind of just saying. I'll say the same thing. Those are just collections of stocks that have high yield, high yielding dividends. And so the answer is kind of the same. It's 
you know, it's suboptimal strategies, especially the crude oil one, you're super highly leveraged to what the price of oil does. So why wouldn't you just buy oil? That's my, my opinion, right? You're going to see a lot of bankruptcies across that oil and gas space. Um, and again, I don't have a number one dividend ETF because I don't like dividend stocks. And I just think you're going to underperform people who find the thematic winners like Amazon um, over the next decade. It feels good to see like the check in your bank or in your brokerage account. It's like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. But it's, it's actually much less returning over the long run. Even if you reinvest it and buy more dividend stocks. And I explained that last live. Um, oh, so Park asked a question about uh, innovation ETFs. I answered it on a couple cents.com already. I guess I did. Um, and I, I prefer, so ARK, A-R-K-K, is a ETF that collects a bunch of um, disruptive innovation companies like Tesla or CRISPR technologies, that kind of stuff. And uh, I answered this on the site, but basically I would rather find the themes myself and invest in those companies. Because my opinion is that innovative companies that shoot for the moon more likely than not falter and one in 10 are like true game changers. And what I, what I said at the top of the show, I think the winners are the winners and they are the winners. They're dominant, right? Um, more so, m more so than sports. They are like the winners, the dominant players in business are more dominant than any sports team ever. Like you're talking about three Pete Lakers. You're talking about, the Bulls with Jordan, like that's that's just peanuts compared to a dominant monopoly player who is first mover advantage, changing the name of the game. Amazon is more dominant than Michael Jordan in his prime, and they have staying power that Michael Jordan obviously doesn't have, didn't have because he, he right? I don't need to explain that. Um, so therefore, if you collect them into an ETF. Uh, not all of them are going to win and some of them are going to go out of business and Theranos would probably be in that one. I mean, that's fraud. That's straight fraud. But for example, like 23andMe would be in it, but 23andMe isn't going to change the world like Tesla's going to change the world and Tesla's probably not change, or I don't know, maybe. And then Tesla's not going to change the world in the same way that Amazon's going to change the world. So I like Tesla. I like Amazon. They're expensive, but guess what? They're changing the world. So if you want to be part of the innovative game changer movements, then pick the ones that you believe are going are gonna to succeed. Um, because over the span of venture capitalism, like read the power rule, um, you know, when Peter Thiel invests in startups, he, he realizes nine out of 10 are going to go to zero and one will be a hundred Xer. But unfortunately, you and I, you and me don't, you and I don't have the ability to invest in those types of things that early. Once they're public, they a lot of it's been priced in. So I just yeah, pick your themes, pick your own themes if you if you if you have the uh, the the time and energy for it. Um, okay, so I already answered that one too. So I think I, I answered all the uh, the roic ones. I'll have to remember that we have a pri like a, a roic uh, question and answer section again. Um, so apologies again for seems like the second or third time in a row. We've don't say it. Don't say those words. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the stream has been subpar. <laughs> but uh, hopefully uh, you all stay safe out there. I am very interested to. Oh, yeah. We had to pick I the last one. I was just going to say, wait a minute. Okay. And I'm pretty sure this might be the same person from last week. Uh, James J. Can I see this? Yeah. Well, I can't move my computer. Oh, okay. James J. won the raffle. So Dylan D. Dylan D. and James J. Who was on YouTube J. earlier and James J. Congrats, guys. You won 20 bucks. Go buy. Uh, what's, what's a good share? Uh, also, don't forget our clips page. Oh, yeah. Subscribe. So if you guys miss uh, some of the more important parts of, the, of these lives and just want to watch like a five-minute thing, uh, we've launched, Nia has done a lot of hard work and have la has launched a couple cents clips with, you know, 
on YouTube, so go follow that if you care. Um, and we try to clip out uh, important topics that I thought, you know, I answered in a suitable manner. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I have to go research that, sorry. Um, but we, and we post that like in like five to 10 to 15 minute clips, depending on how long I rant. So uh, a couple cents clips or a couple cents at, uh, on YouTube is always the way to go. Um, cool. Appreciate, appreciate your time. Uh, and hopefully see you Thursday. It sounds like we're seeing China catalyst downwards in the market tomorrow. Sounds like futures are going down, but I'm only seeing that in the comments. So stay safe out there. Again, if the market tanks, it's, you know, just be prepared to, to dollar cost average in. That's what I would do. My opinions, not advice. And yeah, just, just keep, look, if you believe in the companies and they're not exposed to China, and they are dominant and they are going to continue to be dominant. You're talking about, you believe in Amazon, you believe in Tesla, you believe in Walmart, you believe in Target, you believe in these, these companies. The price at which it's quoted at you day to day shouldn't deter your desire to purchase more if you have the capital. Hence the part why I'm less than 50% allocated, right? Uh, the stocks that will probably shake out of your hand are the ones that you were betting on, right, as a gambling tool. Um, so, I don't know. Just stay safe out there. Remember, fundamentals matter in the long run, but uh, technicals matter in the short run. So, like, headline news will drive down the market uh, and scare the market or make it overly optimistic or overly pessimistic. That's the reason why we have um, bubbles, right? If the market was perfectly priced, we would never have bubbles. Um, so just stay safe out there. Hopefully we can reconnect and I'll be a little bit more um, up to speed on, uh, oh, look. Oh, it sounds like the futures are back up. See? The market sways where the market wants to sway. We buy parts of companies and are owners of companies. So just remember that. Anyway, thanks for joining me. Hopefully see you guys Thursday. Please join me on Thursday. And if you, if you missed today or missed any of my other ones, a couple cents clips. Just YouTube, a couple cents clips. We have like 80 subscribers now. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> have a great Monday.